0: Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. So Craig, I have you on today to talk about returning to the physical office. Uh, As COVID cases are starting to drop and vaccination rates are rising, people are going to start physically going back into the office. And while uh, this may be a good thing in terms of uh, not having as many workers who are remote, which comes with its own security challenges, there are some things that people really need to know uh, about what challenges they might face when returning to an office if you're a CISO or any IT admin.
1: I think the case I would worry about is you have had a system on sitting there at work and for whatever reason, automatic patching either wasn't set up or wasn't working. Well, that system is sitting there with no one on it. Yeah, okay, maybe the risk is minimal. It's safe tucked in behind the firewall, kept warm by that nice little glow of the monitor. But when people come into the office and they pull the chair up to it and they start going to deal websites looking for concert tickets because they've been trapped at home for forever and they want to go see the show, that's when it's going to be at risk. That's when they're going to see, uh, you know, potentially drive-by-download attacks and other things like that. So before you turn your employees loose, before everyone goes to town on these systems that have been sitting there, go make sure your automatic updates have been turned on right Um, have everyone go to their browsers and make sure that they're automatically updating make sure that you set all your systems to automatically update and make sure they're actually doing it i think the second important thing there is to make sure your backups are working right Um, make sure that the systems you have there are backed up so if the employees do come in and something terrible does happen that those systems are actually functional and that the backups are functional um and I, i think probably One of the last things is just to make sure that everyone's got uh, you know a password that's been rotated a password manager and things along those lines right after all a lot of headcount changes over the entire pandemic and it's important to make sure that uh, we have those systems that are restricted to only folks who should have access that we've made sure that those folks are using unique passwords everywhere and we can also use two-factor authentication to help make sure that that's a little bit more secure
0: So you talked about some of the uh, things that they can do. Uh, You know, you mentioned passwords and patching. Is there anything along the lines of like information security in terms of files? You know, people might have left the office, worked on stuff remotely, whether, you know, hopefully they connect to do a VPN. That's something that Nick and I have talked about in multiple episodes. But if they need to bring physical files or hardware back into the office, what would be your advice for that?
1: that's really gonna depend on a lot of environments. Now let's start at the optimistic setting, right? Hopefully your IT department has a way to get those files in securely through shared folders or something like SharePoint. Um, And if not, you know, hopefully you can get drives to your employees and allow them to use a clean wiped drive to move stuff over. And if that's not the case, then, you know, look at your environment and see if you have ways to uh, send files from device to device directly. I I think it's part of that too. This is a great opportunity to make sure your employees' machines are backed up. I know a lot of people I work with have not been backing up their machines at home because they didn't ever bother to get a backup drive at home. People are optimistic. They thought this entire time, this was going to end. They were going to go back to the office, and then it kept dragging on and on, and they just never got a drive. So I I think something to do right away is make sure that everyone's adhering to your company's backup policy. And in the event that folks don't have a drive or haven't been using it, that they take the time the very first week they're back and back up the systems that they've been using to help mitigate any data loss. I I guess it's like car insurance, right? You always think, oh, it's not going to happen to me. They forget that they can lose all of their data through no fault of their own. They can experience catastrophic hardware failure and that data is gone. And it doesn't matter if they have best practices. It it doesn't matter if they had an updated machine. If the hardware dies and you lose your files, they're gone. There's nothing you can do. And if you don't have that backup, you're really not going to have any recourse. So I, I think making sure that you have a safe way to get files from A to B is important. Making sure you have backups of those files and making sure that your on-site backups that may not have been monitored are actually still functioning correctly this entire time. I can't tell you how many admin friends I have who, you know, they they set something up, it works correctly for about a week, and then they never look at it again. <laughs> and if they don't get an email saying that an error happened, they may not notice. And so this is a good opportunity for everyone to make a list of things that they want to check. And then in a month, two, three, four months, when they go back into the office, they can run down that list and make sure that everything's working correctly.
0: During the pandemic, there have been several major cyber incidents that we can list on and on. And there have been so many things that have happened in cybersecurity since we've been majority out of the office. Uh, are there any major lessons that you think we should be taking away from this time where we've had things like these massive ransomware attacks, healthcare systems being targeted, critical infrastructure being targeted? And now with the federal government taking such a strong look at ransomware, you know, what are some of the lessons learned from, from this period?
1: It's a good question. I think there are a couple of lessons, right? The first one is just about everyone is a target for these type of attacks. Uh, You know, I, I saw when the Colonial Pipeline attack happened, someone in their PR department may not have spoken to the IT department and made a statement that we didn't know this would happen. If you manage any critical infrastructure, if you have any large business, if you make a significant amount of money in any way, you're a target. If anyone thinks they're not a target, they're probably wrong. Attackers target everyone, and you need to have that in mind. Number two, make sure you have automatic patching. We saw so many zero days. Some were exploited right away. Some didn't. Some POCs came out that didn't really do a lot. I think technically that still counts as a zero day, even if it's not fully weaponized. In other cases, we saw vulnerabilities came come out. Like uh, Microsoft Tuesday two months ago, that looked pretty bad. Everyone was really concerned, but then we never saw anything happen. In the case of the, the hafnium actors, we saw a lot happen. So I think number two is make sure you turn on automatic patching in every single place you can. I'd have to say number three is really make sure that your restoration systems work and scale properly. Even if you do everything right, you may have an employee that makes a poor choice one day, right? Maybe they get an email. They're not thinking, you know, they, they were in lockdown this whole time. They're really feeling social. They get an email from a thread they were on with a friend from a year or two ago, and it has a word attachment and says something compelling like invite to the party.pdf. And they just click on it. They definitely want to go to parties. Hey, they want to get back out there. Only it launches some malware on their system, right? Let's say you lose an entire department because this employee has bad choices. You know, it sounds like a contrived example, but I guarantee you situations like that are going to happen. You need to make sure that you can recover that department quickly and with maintaining business continuity. And it's important that everyone you know, do the math on paper, right? Get out your pen, your pencil, whatever software you like to use, make sure your capacity allows it. Make sure your read and write speed allows it. Make sure it's something that's scalable. The time it takes to restore all those systems is something that won't take down your business. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to vary from business to business, but it's something incredibly important. And if nothing else, all of this time has given us plenty to think about different ways that things can go wrong and ways that we would do things differently if we had you know perfect hindsight
0: lastly I, I want to ask you about the hybrid worker because while a lot some people might go back to the office uh, five days a week now go back to their normal work schedule uh, we know that for a lot of folks that's not going to be the case and I can speak from personal experience. Um, at Talos, like a lot of us are going to be, uh, in the office a handful of days of the week and then remote, uh, the other days. And that might change on a week to week or a month to month basis even. Uh, so for those folks who are planning on going hybrid, what are some advice that we might have for them where they're constantly going in and out of the office with, with hardware and files and, you know, their important work.
1: I think the best way to do it is to really embrace new technology At, at Cisco. We've been doing this because we make a lot of it, and we were doing it before then. But things like SharePoint with shared drives, two-factor with Duo, having those type of systems and working with those type of systems and using multi-factor authentication across all your devices, it really makes things painless, especially if you have employees that are you know working on things on their computer. Like if you're writing code, you're probably logged into a server somewhere and working on it. On the other hand, you know if you're working on art, if you're working on a presentation, if you're working on a talk, if you're working on an abstract for an upcoming convention where you're gonna present your ideas, those are all great things you can do on your system and save into your shared drive. And then when the days you do go into work, you can just log into your shared drive from your system at work and it works out really well. And if you have things like multi-factor authentication to help ensure that your device is secure, if you use unique passwords and use a password manager, you know, the risk is, is pretty minimal. I, I personally, that's the system I use and it works really well.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for all of your advice, Craig. I really appreciate it. And then uh, hopefully I'll be able to see you in person at some point here pretty soon. And we can do one of these in person.
1: Yeah, it sounds awesome.